educating, informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Uh, well, hello, friends. It is Wednesday already. The week is flying by, July 19th. I'm Doug Fitzgerald filling in for Dan, who is currently overseas. Uh, Johnny, did you ever hear if he made it out of Chicago? I'm going to assume he made it out of Chicago. <laughs> well, I know what happens when you assume. I know. But, I was uh, going to say that. I, uh, I'm, not that you would. I am but. willing to bet. I'm not going to a war horse and doing so, but I'm willing to bet that he <laughs> made it out of Chicago and has made it to Amsterdam. Well, if he did, we will find out Friday because he's going to join us on the show for a little bit, kind of tell us what's going yeah, well, on. Well, he's so. excited because his like first activity he's doing tonight is going to see Coldplay in concert. Yeah, so, that's right. Uh, with it that's right. being right around midnight there, I think he was probably already seen them at this point. I would love to see a video of Dan at the Coldplay pon- concert, just seeing what he would do, like, you know, seeing if he had a little jig or a little well, move. And he, and he has floor seats for it, too, so oh, he's all the more better. excited. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, if if you're uh, wanting to join the conversation, you're always welcome to call or text 402-479-1400. We want to thank um, yesterday our listeners calling in, and uh, we appreciate that. Weather-wise, I was walking around outside before I came in. It was sprinkling a little bit. Uh, they're saying there could be some storms a little bit later tonight, but then after that, the next several days, we're going to get hot finally. Uh, warm. It's July, so, I mean, we may as well uh, warm things up. So that'll happen. Just uh, stay tuned to KLM. We'll take care of all the weather forecasts for you. Well, speaking of weather, it's summertime. A lot of families are taking vacations, enjoying fun activities. Uh, but the start of school and college really is right around the corner. Uh, if you have a young person, listen close to me on this one. If you have a young person in your life, um, this is a must-listen-to show today. Whether you're a parent, grandparent, teacher, coach, mentor, maybe you're part of an organization that work, that work with youth, today's the show you need to listen to because um, we're going to talk about some topics that are heavy topics to listen to, but they are vital uh, in the direction of our youth. Plus, uh, I'm going to highly recommend that you listen to the podcast and then share it with somebody too uh, if you know that they would benefit from it. So the topics today, drugs and sex trafficking. Both of these both of these are horrible things and are hurting and devastating our youth. Uh, but, but let me be very clear. It's not just with our youth. It's with, with adults as well. It's impacting our entire culture um, today. Joining us in the second half of the show is going to be Paul Yates, the executive director of I've Got a Name. It's a nonprofit organization fighting to end sex trafficking right here in Lincoln and in Nebraska. Um, listen close. Over 200 young girls and women are sold for sex every single month right here in Lincoln, many of them several times. So this is right Right in our backyard. So I want you to be aware of this. That's why we're doing the show today. But first, we're uh, joining us. Uh, we're going to have a good conversation uh, with Amy Hallman, who's from uh, Nebraska Pharmacists Association and also part of Stop Overdose Nebraska, which is a great organization as we look at the drug epidemic here in Lincoln, Nebraska, and around the country. So, Amy, this is not the first time you've been in. So, no, welcome yeah. back. Thank you. Thanks you're, for having me. I consider you a friend right. of the show and a friend of mine. <laughs> yes, so, thank you. Thank you for the work that you're doing. Um, you know, uh, fentanyl is still an issue that's growing, that's developing across the country and right here in Lincoln. Uh, the last stat that I saw, nearly 100 people a day yeah. are dying from overdoses, which is about four an hour. Yeah, uh, it's, it's un- crazy. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And, and you work for Stop Overdose Nebraska. Right. What is your focus there and what are you doing? Um, our main focus really is Narcan and making sure that people have access to it. 
Um, so um, that will help reverse an opioid overdose, which fentanyl is an opioid. Um, and now there's so many things that are laced with it. Um, with Stop Overdose Nebraska, we have a website. It's stopodne.com. And there you can go and find which pharmacies you can go and get uh, free Narcan at. You don't need a prescription or anything, just a Nebraska address um, to get it for free. And um, there's also resources on there as far as treatment centers, uh, but we've just recently added other resources as far as for parents, um, resources that they can go to, um, which are great ways to learn either how to talk to your kids about drugs, um, signs that you should be looking for. Um, there's an emoji um, coder on there also because kids are using emojis in order to talk about drugs and buy them um and so that's on there too so you can get the so if you want to know what they're texting yes (laughs) through images yes you got to go to the website go to the website and you can find that um and then um recently we just added online ordering um and so we have about 115 pharmacies throughout the state that you can get um no cost narcan at um but now you can go online and order um it'll allow you to order one box that can be shipped to your house. Um, it comes from a pharmacy that we work with, but there's no label on there that says that it's coming from a pharmacy just in case you're wanting to order it mm-hmm. and not wanting people to know what it um, is because there is some stigma around Narcan um, and stigma even when people go in the pharmacy. Sometimes they feel um, either like they're going to be judged for going and getting it no matter what the reasoning is that they're doing it. And so we're trying to give people plenty of options to get it. When it was first available, I went to the pharmacy yeah. at Russ's down here, 66 and O Street, and went mm-hmm. through the whole process when yeah. it was first available. And it was it was an easy process. Um, I've got my supply at home. Yeah. I know exactly where it's at yeah. and, and uh, making it available because we're going to talk about Narcan um, in the next few minutes right. and what it does. And basically, it's a nasal spray yeah. um, that uh, yeah. is easy to, you know, as, as soon as you assume somebody might be having an overdose to right. give to. And it's not going to hurt them if they, they're not having that overdose, right. correct? Right. We always so. say, you know, if you're not sure. Just Always. use it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because it's not going to hurt them if it's not that. Yeah. If you want more information and how to get it online as well, stop OD Nebraska or stop ODNE.com, yep. right? Yes. Stop ODNE.com. Let's go back to the youth. Okay. I really, you know, we were talking before the show started that our youth are being impacted in so many different ways with drugs. Yeah. And um, it's creeping in their life. You are speaking around the state, different mm-hmm. organizations, cities, uh, schools, yeah. teachers, parents, all students, all that kind of stuff stuff right how is how with the drug uh what i want to call epidemic mm-hmm. right now and it's growing right. how is that impacting our youth that you're seeing um i think the thing is is that it's still you know when 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 we're young um i feel like there's a lot of pressures um you know we i know we always tell kids oh wait till you're an adult but you know with with youth there's a lot of you know trying to fit in trying to be what everyone wants you to be get good grades um do what your parents want you to do be good in sports you know look the right way all these things and so I think there's a lot of pressures on kids and um, then we're also prescribing kids opioids if they're um, hurt at sports um, wisdom teeth pulled those kind of things and so sometimes when you've kind of got that mix of kids maybe suffering from depression maybe having some other mental health issues or just in general feeling like maybe they're not good enough those sorts of things and then they get on something like an opioid where you do get that very euphoric feeling and so it's like okay wait I do feel pretty good here and and that's kind of where you get in that vicious cycle of, okay, well, if I took, when I took this, I felt pretty great. Um, and a lot of the people that I work with that um, are in recovery, that have lived experience, they started at very young ages, a lot of them around the age of 13, um, and they were prescribed the drug, um, you know, and, and so you kind of get in that, that slippery slope. Mm-hmm. Also, 
when I'm talking to a lot of high school kids and we asked how many kids are going off to college, um, that's one thing where in college, you know, there's so many, no, no matter what you're doing or which group you belong to or anything, where there's those times when you might want to try something and you're thinking like, oh, well, is it really going to hurt to try this one pill? And it might be, you know, um, an Adderall, a Xanax, a hydrocodone, a Percocet, something like that. But when you don't really know where that pill came from, you know, right. if it wasn't prescribed to you directly, um, you really have no idea where that pill came from. And they're pressing so many pills to look like pills. So to look like Adderall, Xanax, Hydrocodone, Percocet, all those things. Um, and so when they're taking those, you know, and it takes that one time for someone to take, you know, I'm just going to try it this once and then they're gone. Um, and there's a lot of stories like that. So, and also I was talking and asking you about earlier about vaping as well. Mm-hmm. Vaping is really kind of taken off. There's a lot of yeah. adults utilizing mm-hmm. it as well. Um, but we're finding, especially with youth, mm-hmm. that there's some, you know, potential traces of fentanyl even in the vaping products. Yeah. And that's, you know, and we've heard that there was a, I think a case in South Dakota, um, where that had happened inside of a school. Um, and they happened to have Narcan there. And so the student that was, that was with the other, their friend, um, did run and get the Narcan and, and gave it to him. But because you have to be 21 to buy it, yep. so people are getting it from other sources. And again, when you really don't know where it's coming from, you right. know, and it could be from, you know, your best friend gave it to you, but they got it from someone that they don't know. And, um, you know, so you just really don't know where it's coming from. And so at that point, you know, it's so, it is so, and I, and I feel like I sound like, you know, an, I'm ancient, but it really is different different than no, when we were young it is um, you know you didn't have to worry about things like that i don't think so um you know but now it is just such a worry you really don't know and and when we do different things with the dea they tell us a lot of times that now it's almost a hundred percent of the pills um you know unless that's prescribed to you again do have fentanyl in them or are a hundred percent fentanyl that they're doing it wow. um and and so it's it really is scary and that's why we um, encourage parents to talk to their kids about that and talk to their kids about Narcan. Now, we know people are going to, you know, try things. Kids are going to try things. We can't stop, you know, people from doing that. But having Narcan with them or sending them off to college with Narcan or making sure they know about it so that they could go get it themselves. The UNL Health Center Pharmacy um, has it there. They're part of the program. So people can go there and get it um, that are on campus if they want to. Um, and then even things such as, um, uh, spring break or going on things like that where people are going mm. in a lot of times going crazy um, and that's a lot of times when people have um, died from an overdose in those situations um, and so taking it those places with you and you can take it on a plane with you um, I carried it in my purse um, we went to Meow Wolf in Denver uh, me and a friend and we had it in our purses and one of the guys that was checking our bags was like oh my gosh thanks for carrying this um, you know and so it's just good to have you know in different situations where you're you know not sure where you're going to be um, you know, maybe it's not you. Maybe it's a friend that you that might be trying something too. So um, it's just a good thing to have. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a responsible thing to have. Well, it's five nineteen. We're talking with Amy Holman from Stop Overdose Nebraska on fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLA. And let's go back to that. Is there an age limit to get Narcan? Uh, no, you actually twelve and up can get it. Okay. So you know, a lot of times when I talk to schools, um, I'll ask younger kids. Um, you know, would you feel comfortable walking into a pharmacy? Because most of us, you know, when I was young, I didn't go into the pharmacy and go to the counter and get things myself right um you know you normally have your parent with you but um you can go in there and get it um you know and so especially kids if they're uh, again in college you know that's fine to go in and get it um or a lot of times parents will go get it for their kids to have um with them um most schools have told us that it's fine if they were to carry it on them you know because that's kind of a thing in schools now not having medications in your um 
backpacks, those mm-hmm. kind of things. And a lot of the schools that we talk with now do have it in the school. So either they're school nurses or some of them have it like in a box um, in the hallway that you could go open and grab if, if need be. So, Well, you got me thinking because my son right now is down in Mexico mm-hmm. and down in Cabo, and there's yeah. a lot of people traveling around, especially here yeah. about all the drug overdose situations that are happening in Mexico. Right. Why wouldn't you, if you're getting ready to go on a trip, why yeah. wouldn't you get it? Yeah. yeah go grab it. Go to the, it's, go to the pharmacy. Just right. go and, and grab it. It's free. It's free, yeah. <laughs> and it could save somebody's life, yeah. whether it's yours, your family members, or somebody else that you come across. Yeah. So yeah. great idea. On yeah, that. It's, it's good. We had a, a professor at UNMC who um, works with us, Dr. Alley, and she said she was in an airport one time. She saw a guy that she thought kind of looked like something was wrong with him. He'd went into the restroom, came back out, and uh, fell down. And uh, she had an arcane honor and revived him with it um, and had to go get on her plane. But by then, help was there to help. But, um, you know, it just happened to be that she had it on her and... And, and figured that he might be having an overdose. So. Well, and with our youth, too, I mean, you talk about the intentional youth, right? Right, the intended youth. So mm-hmm. if, uh, if a youth in, or, you know, in high school, grade school, um, middle school, college, unfortunately, mm-hmm. it's, it's going down yeah. age-wise that, that we're finding use happening. They can, get, they, can get this, you know, they can get drugs from about anywhere, right? I yeah. mean, social yeah. media seems yeah. to be a Social heart- media seems to be a big one, yeah. And that definitely... Um, is most likely not going to be something that was prescribed to anybody that someone just happens to be selling. So, um, you know, that's one thing, too, is, you know, as far as talking to your kids, even and just having that open conversation with them about it, um, you know, and, and I think an open conversation also letting them know that they could come to them if they had a problem, too. Um, one of the, um, webinars I was listening to, they said, you know, well, what do you do if your kid were to come to you? And they said, the first thing to do is thank them. Thank them for coming to you to actually let you know that, hey, I have a problem and I need help with that. Um, and I think that's one of the big things is just having that uh, open conversation so people know that they can go to you if they had help, whether that's a youth or someone who's an adult, just knowing that they could go ask for help if they keep, needed it. Keep your doormat out. And your mouth shut. Right. <laughs> right. You may <laughs> want to a... strangle them at that moment if they've <laughs> right. done this. Um, but at the same time, I think just being that person that they can, they can talk to, you yeah. know, or, or that they can go, you know, when we're talking to schools, we say, you know, there's someone that will listen to you. If it's not your parents, you know, if you're, if that's not where you want to go, there might be a teacher, a coach, someone else's yes. parents, you know, and, and other friends, you know, watch and see if you notice your friends, um, if they're starting to act differently, um, maybe they're angry at situations they wouldn't normally be. Maybe they're not hanging out with you like they would normally. Some of those can be signs that someone might be, uh, misusing drugs. And so, um, you want to kind of pay attention to those things and parents too, you know, just paying attention to well, some of those and- things. Even though your kids, you know, I'm a, I'm a dad, you know, my kids are in their mid twenties now. Right. Um, and we talked to them about things back when they were young and they would, they would get, you know, a little irritated and say, right. dad, why, you know, I already know. Right. But keep talking to them because then we're talking about the unintended. Right. Use. Yeah. You've got to be protective of, cause there, there, there are bad people out there that yeah. want to take advantage of our kids. Yeah. yeah. And, um, we need them to be very careful about what right. they do, what they take, what they put in their mouth, what they're drinking, where right. they're at, yeah. who they're with, all that kind of stuff. Right. 
Yeah. And um, I think we're probably seeing that more and more, aren't we? Yeah. I, you know, I think so. And, and again, it's, you know, that I'm going to try this one time. Right. And, and we were kind of talking earlier where I talked to a lot of people who, you know, their first thing is that they say, you know, and they've lost a child to an overdose is, you know, my kid was a good kid and they took one thing one time, you know. Um, and a lot of times as parents, you know, do we tell our parents every time we've done something we're not supposed to be doing? And so maybe it wasn't even their first time and maybe it's just once in a while at a party. Um, you know, those kind of things. And even as adults, a lot of people, you know, like, oh, I just one time, you know, once in a while, whatever, um, I'm snorting Coke or something like right. that. But that's when these things are happening is, um, you know, that that one random time and, and then someone's gone. You well, know? and you bring up a good point. Just because we're talking about youth today, mm-hmm. you know, kind of that emphasis, this is going on in our adult population. Yeah. yeah. Big time. So these yeah. same principles, these same lessons, everything you're talking about applies to every single one of us. Right. Well, let's talk about, um, you know, uh, if somebody, if you would suspect, suspect somebody is mm-hmm. overdosing, what right. are the steps to take? The, we always say the first step, if you have Narcan, to administer that Narcan um, and call 911. Now, if you have more than one person with you, have someone call 911 while you're administering Narcan. And we always say, really, it's just um, a, a, a peel, place, and press when you have Narcan. So it is just like a little um, spray atomizer, almost like a Flonase that's going to go in someone nose, someone's nose. So it comes in a package, you're just going to peel it, you place it into their nose, um, and then you're going to press the plunger. And that's it. You just give them that full press, and that's all there is to it, really. And make sure you call nine one one. And yes. and um, and if you are having an overdose, there's a good there. There's a Samaritan law, correct? That yeah. mm-hmm. you know you're not going to get in trouble. They, we're just right. going to make sure you're alive. Right. They they get as help. long as you're there, stay with the person and talk to police when they get there. All yeah. right, Amy Holman, will you stick around? Yes. Uh, we're gonna. I've got one more question to ask you in regards to Overdose Awareness Week, which okay. will come up in August. Okay. It's five twenty five. You're listening to Lincoln's number one news and talk station. Fourteen. And 99.3 KLIN. You're listening to the Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. As always, welcome back to the show. It's 528. I'm Doug Fitzgerald filling in for Dan. We have Amy Holman in the studio um, from Stop Overdose Nebraska. You have Overdose Awareness Week coming up in August, right. the 25th, the 31st. Yep. Uh, share with us more about that. One of the big things that we're doing this time, and we're going to start this actually at the beginning of August, is a pledge that people can go on and take. So you can just go to the website. Um, there'll be a pop-up. And it's really about um, a pledge to change the language that we use. So we're trying to change the language so that we can reduce stigma associated with substance use disorder. And that really is so that if there are people who are struggling with a substance use disorder, they can feel like they can go and talk to somebody. So when we use kind of the negative language, um, then people don't want to ask for help because they feel like that is stigmatizing to right. them. Um, and so some of it is just, you know, changing our language um, from addict, junkie, druggie to someone with a substance use disorder. That's one of our big ones. Well, so. that's really, it's important. It's awareness. And I've learned a lot over the last couple of years working with organizations now, whether it's suicide mm-hmm. or drug overdose or sex trafficking, the terminology is big in yeah. the way that some Somebody will react to you or respond right. or open up. Yes, for so. sure. And so that's just one of the things that we want to do. So we, you know, we encourage people to go on there, take that pledge, um, let other people know, um, you know, your friends, family that that you want to change this language so that we can um, make this less stigmatizing. Great. For Website again is stopodne.com. Stopodne.com. So yes. Amy, thank you so much for coming in. Yeah, Looking forward you. to having you next time. Yes.
All right. Yeah, so go on to the website, stopodne.com. Make sure you take that pledge and get more information about what is happening. All right, uh, Fox News is up next, along with KLIN News. You're listening to 1499.3 KLIN. Educating, informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Well, thank you for joining us today. It's 537. What is the temperature? 80, about 80 degrees outside. We have a chance of rain tonight, so just be aware of that. I'm Doug Fitzgerald filling in for Dan for the next couple of weeks. Um, you know, one of the most talked about movies that is out there right now is called Sound of Freedom. I personally haven't seen it yet, but I definitely am going to. Uh, it shares the real-life story of Tim Ballard, the U.S. Department of Homeland Security agent, uh, who's credited with saving countless children from traffickers uh, who forced them into prostitution rings uh, aimed at pedophiles. Now, here's the thing um a while back i you know i was like most people thinking that uh, sex trafficking was kind of like how it happened in the movies uh like the movie taken where you know people would just be kids would be kidnapped and then thrown into a ring but the reality is um most of the sex trafficking happens uh in a different way and it's right in our backyard it's not like a different state or a different country uh 900 girls and young women are being sold for sex right here in nebraska every month 200 girls and young women sold right here in lincoln for sex every month many several times over and being exploited so this is a horrific um crime that's going on that's impacting and devastating lives of 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 girls and young women who are people these are people with names. So today I've asked uh, Paul Yates, executive director of I've Got a Name, to come in. They're a nonprofit organization um, standing to fight to end sex trafficking both here in Lincoln and Nebraska. And, and so, uh, Paul, I've had you on before. Uh, in the past, you were one of the big give winners from Union Bank, um, and you're doing some great things with those funds that we're going to talk about with the conference coming up and all. But uh, welcome back to KLIN. We appreciate you being here. Well, thank you very much. I always appreciate the opportunity to come in and see sit with you, Doug, and talk well, about things. This is good. We were talking before, like, I wish we had a couple hours, because what you do and the work that you and your staff do is so vital um, in our, in our uh, really, our, our community right now. Uh, why don't you share with our listeners who don't know, what is I've Got a Name and what is your purpose? I've Got a Name is a 501c3 nonprofit here in Lincoln, and as you mentioned, um, our focus is on Nebraska, but our real main focus is Lincoln, because that's where we're at. And our mission is pretty simple, to uh, end and eradicate sex trafficking where we live um, through awareness, take action, and inspiration. And uh, take, uh, awareness is obvious what that is. Take action is our street outreach, which is the foundation of what we do. And inspiration is people being inspired to learn more, get involved. And I always say, Doug, what if everybody in Lincoln or in Nebraska really understood what this is and what it's not? How much of an impact it would have on protecting and preventing this injustice and also rescuing, restoring, which is what we do. Well. I want you to, so here's the question then for people who might be listening now and going, ah, is there really an issue here? Is there sex trafficking issue in Lincoln? Just Lincoln proper. Uh, a huge, unfortunately, yes. Uh, and that's one of our biggest challenges. And that's why on our logo it says, end sex trafficking where we live. Because everybody, if they know about this injustice, they think it's all overseas, it's in the third right. world countries, or if it's just in the big cities, you know, in the United States, perhaps, East, West Coast, uh, Miami, you know, Chicago, Los Angeles, New York. No, it's here in the good life state. And it's not just in, in Omaha and Lincoln. It's throughout our entire 
state, rural communities as well. So what specifically then do you do to insect tra- trafficking? You've got a staff um, that are working, and this is, you know, obviously, we, you know, we had Amy Holman in talking about drug and drug overdose, and a lot of, you know, if you're utilizing drugs or you're, or you're stuck uh, as an addict, a lot of times it's just hard to even talk about it. How do you do your work? How do you work with, you know, with women to really help them that find themselves in this scenario? Again, the biggest challenge is awareness with the general public to understand what it is and what it's not and to destroy some of the myths and stereotypes uh, that we grow up with, whether it's movies, books, whatever it is. For instance, women in the life of prostitution is not a lifestyle choice. If you really dig deep, it's not something where they make a lot of money and it's a good life. It's not at all. Um, and so you, you deal with a lot of these ideas. Uh, I hate to bash a movie, but pretty woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah. it glamorizes, uh, her life, you know, and that's just not reality, not reality at all. And then when you're dealing with those that are vulnerable or those who become victims of this injustice, there's a whole new complicated dynamic of what they go through. Most victims know their perpetrator, you know, so there's a whole psychological grooming process and everything that they are attacked by or attacked with rather. And that's so difficult to explain. And it's so difficult for us to comprehend it. Right. And I can tell you stories about girls from great, great homes and those that have struggled through their life. You know, it it really doesn't matter. And I'll never forget the, the head of, I think of the police department in Milwaukee when I spoke at Northwestern university several years ago. And he said, these perpetrators are no longer just looking for the street smart girls. They're looking for your daughter. Hmm. And, and there's the big, oh my gosh, you're kidding me. And it doesn't matter in our city where you live. It's everywhere in our city, okay? It's not just in a certain par- par- place. It's not a certain ethnic group or an income bracket. It's everywhere. And I cannot stress that enough. So you're dealing with the dynamic of the public understanding this and not being afraid, but just being more aware. And then those that are become victims and we're dealing with children now mm-hmm. even more. And so uh, what's the age range? Our age range and our organization has been age 10 wow. to 53. Wow. 53. So, uh, yeah. And, and we're working with more youth right now. So, so when you have, um, a young girl or a young woman, um, who you've made contact with, who, you know, uh, is found themselves in, in a sex trafficking situation, what, what are the next steps that you guys take okay. to help them? Yeah. And I should clarify rarely, it doesn't, I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but rarely do they just voluntarily come to us. Some do. Right. Most people are referring them to us, whether it's through our website, through a lot of the programs, uh, services in this community that refer to us. And then we reach out to them. None of these women or girls need to talk to us or have to talk with us rather they don't have to mm-hmm, right you know they step forward and we have an incredible outreach team of megan and pam and megan uses her past life experience to just do incredible things and so we meet them where they're at doug and it's all different ages all different situations we all have a different life story and so we meet them where they're at with unconditional love and just try to find out what it is they need and what direction do they want to go and i'll just i cannot say this enough it's so easy for us, for myself. If, if I lose my driver's license, I know where to go. I know how to get it, and I'll drive there. For some of these women, they have so much trauma in their life, okay? They struggle with just the simple things of what to do. And some of them that have been owned for so long have lost even the knowledge and, and whereabouts to even do those kind of things, you know? And I was just listening to this gentleman the other day talking about children, 
Let your children struggle. Let them struggle so they learn how to deal with that as they grow up. And a lot of these women and, and girls, they, they've been struggling their whole life. Some know? of them, you've told me, too, um, feel like it's just normal. Like the, exactly. the, the situation they're in, maybe, the, maybe they've been groomed. I'm, I've yep. uh, built a relationship with a gal, uh, part of a pageant that I was uh, judging at uh, several weeks ago, um, who that, her, that is her platform is sex trafficking. She found herself uh, in that scenario and walked me through how intentional these men in this cartel was to come to a small town in Kansas to specifically work their way into people's lives through social media these young these young girls to get them uh, and basically take them into the sex trafficking ring um but for a lot of people once they're in they feel like that's the normal life yeah first first of all if you put money in the stock market it's not going to be uh it's not going to tenfold the next day necessarily okay you're investing correct yep that's what these perpetrators do they're investing their time just like you said to get this victim they're worth a lot of money i hate saying that but they are they're worth a lot of money so they'll take their time to groom them and get them to feel like they're loved or they're important and a lot of these people are so vulnerable you know that they're, they're people think that they're abducted in a van and taken off okay that can happen and it does happen but the most of the abduction is in the heart and in the mind you know we have we have um we've had situations where women no no he really loves me he's got some problems but he really really loves me and he's taking care of for care of me he's providing for me you look underneath it and they don't even realize they're being trafficked they're being sexually exploited you know and so that is a challenge in itself again it's that trauma it's that whole that whole journey they've been on it doesn't happen overnight right okay so trying to convince them no this is where you can be and where you should be but what do you feel about it you know we're not we're empowering them we don't force our beliefs on them we don't force anything on them we're trying to get them to open their eyes and see some reality and that takes a while. And also, oh my gosh, you're dealing with so much trauma and guilt and shame. And, and how do I get out of this? And who am I now? I mean, I've, I've met women that said, I, don't, I didn't even look the same mm. over the years. My whole physical appearance changed. You know, and uh, and I, I know the woman you had on earlier with the with the drug project. I mean, people on drugs too. They just physical appearance changes, and and of course drugs, oftentimes not always are interrelated That's with this. We were, we it's were a control mechanism. Yeah, it yeah, it's control, yep. control. Yep. Well, it's uh, 547. We're talking with Paul Yates, the executive director of I've Got a Name on 1499.3 KLIN. Let's talk about this, Paul. What if? Um, what are some signs that you look for? You know, if our listeners are out there and they're like, maybe uh, you, sometimes you just don't know. And you talk about awareness being one of the one of the strategies really to end this, right? Um, what are some signs to look for to see if somebody maybe is in a situation that... Um, might be, and I, I know a lot of people may, you know, you might assume or think that somebody's um, in a tough, difficult situation and you're afraid to say anything or mm -hmm. you're afraid to speak up. What are some things to look for and then what are the steps to take? Right, and, and it's very, very sensitive and very difficult. Yeah, it is. And uh, like you've mentioned, and I think first is that awareness. What is it and what isn't it? And they, a person may not even comprehend what well, sex trafficking is even here. So how can you even think of that's maybe what is maybe, maybe she's taking drugs. Maybe what's going on. Maybe she's just depressed, you know, whatever it is, but some of the signs and it depends the environment you're in and it depends the age and those things. Um, sudden isolation. Don't want to talk. Uh, isolation from maybe parents, although sometimes I've raised six kids. <laughs> you get isolated. <laughs> well, we know how that is. Okay, yes. we know that. Or even from their friends. All of a sudden, they're not connecting with their friends, and they're connecting with other people they don't know. And I hate to say it too, older people. 
you know um there's a, quite an age difference i mean it's different if you're in your 30s and you're with somebody older than if you're 15 right you know um and and there are other things some of the more i would say cliche but like tattoos and ownership and things like that but a lot of it is just behavioral change um that they come they go through it's just like something's going on here and so you could think well maybe they're depressed or maybe they struggled like with covid oh my gosh right. i mean i had a son and uh i won't mention his name he's a great student <laughs> but covid just kicked him yeah. i mean he just did not do good online and so well that's what was happening to him that was that environment but some parents may think well maybe it's just normal age what they're going through maybe if they're having problems at school but no look deeper and start talking about it and then i just cannot say this enough Check their phones. Yes. Check their Amy phones. Was just talking about that. Check their phones. Yep. It's not, you know, it's it's not a, a right. It's a privilege, and that is one of the big issues that needs to be discussed. Social media. Yeah. Oh my uh, word. This gal that I was talking about. That uh, I tell you what. That's how she was contacted. Was by a guy who was DMing her based on her posts on social media. Built up this relationship slowly over a period of time during COVID, mm -hmm. and then asked, "Hey, can we meet?" And that's how it all started. So it was all through the phone. I've gotten more and more texts and emails from weird things. I got one this person. You know, they're, they're moving to France, and they she wants to sell her um, uh, baby grand piano that was her husband's or late husband's and all this stuff. And I'm I'm looking up. It's a scam. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And so our ten year old I mentioned was um, actually solicited at a child's game called roadblocks really yeah age 10 yeah so um, I, I just gave a, a presentation to a group this morning <clears throat> and this guy's phone was in his pocket and all of a sudden it started talking back to me it heard a word i said Oh, no. Yeah, our phones are listening to us, brother. <laughs> oh, they're they're listening. listening to us. We know that. I can tell you yeah, all kinds yeah. of stories with my <laughs> wife and I. actually happened yesterday. So, yeah. Well, hey, you've got a conference coming up, which I think is great. It's uh, part of that process of bringing awareness. I highly recommend. Listen close. I've got a name.org. Just go there. I've got a name.org. Go to the website. Check out more information about what they're doing. You have stats, stories, but also your conference that's coming up uh, on August 5th. Here's the thing. I, if you're listening... Awareness is key, and if you've gone to the movie, right, Sound of Freedom, if you've been there, it, this is happening in our own backyard. Here's a way to get involved. I've seen so many posts on social media about people going to the movie, being so impacted by it that they want to do something. Well, here's a chance. Exactly. Here's your chance to do this at this conference. So listen close to this information. Get involved. Come there. There's going to be a lot of great, uh, great guest speaker. You'll, get, you'll be aware. And if you're part of an organization that works with youth in any way, I think this is vital. Um, this is a great opportunity for you to have a great resource and tool to be able to utilize. So let's talk about the conference. Yeah. I, first, I need to thank Union Bank and Trust because they're the ones that, that started the Big Give last year. And then the public voted us in to receive that that uh, those monies and so one of the things we want to do is give back to Lincoln and giving back to Lincoln is creating awareness and the name of the conference is connect to protect because we need to protect our youth I mean yes we work with all ages but we have to protect our youth and I will go out and give presentations anywhere anytime whether it's 10 minutes or an hour or whatever I do that a lot but that's that's not what this is Okay, you're not going to have to sit there and listen to me all day, okay? <laughs> Although um, it would be great. You do a great job. I'll so. welcome everyone. And, and yeah. most people have registered uh, have, have not come to our events before, so there are going to be some That's new awesome. people. And I have to talk a little bit about it, what we do. But we've got an incredible keynote speaker, Candace Jones from Omaha. Uh, she made me cry when I met her mm. and heard her speak in Kearney. Um, we've got two law enforcement officers, uh, uh, Captain Dillsaver, who yes. was on the show with me once. And that's his, <coughs> his specific role in the department is yep. sex trafficking. And also uh, Detective Flans. And both of them work 
with B, Brave Bee Child Advocacy Center, and they have two representatives from them coming to speak to us as well. We have uh, Dr. George Williams, who is a, um, I always have to look at this, a behavioral pediatric and family therapist. Mm. I've known George for a long time, and he is going to send a message you just will not want to miss, okay? Um, and then we also have Father Sean Kilcali, who is known nationally, talking about pornography. And then... Oh, yeah, at lunch, our keynote speaker is you. Who? Is you, Doug Fitzgerald. <laughs> one shot, one life. Um, and that's that's worth every cent, just well, to come listen to you talk. Yeah, yeah. No, well, we're, we're, we're trying to make this very affordable. Um, it's it's $30 right now, uh, 40 for a couple, because honestly, we want women to bring their husbands or boyfriends. We need more men there to, yes. to talk about the demand side of this. We'll have a whole session on that. We have a panel we're going to have with some survivors. We're very sensitive to that. This is helping them heal in their journey. Um, and Candace is actually going to facilitate that. I'm just going to tell you right now, when and, and this is August 5th, okay, at Embassy Suites. I, I, I'll be honest, I, I can't wait for August 6th. <laughs> There's a lot going on. But it's going to be one of those things that I'll say, I wish you would have been there. Yeah, It really is. If you want to become more aware of this issue, yeah, it's a Saturday, you're going to give up. But we couldn't do it in the fall because of football. We couldn't do it in the spring because of, of uh, everything, weddings and graduation, everything. We We got August 5th. And so we're excited about this. But here's the thing, Doug. We want everybody there to be a voice after this. Yeah. We've got hundreds of thousands of people in this community. And if we get two or 300 people there, we all have to be advocates of change. We all have to understand this differently. We've got to stop judging people, you know, for maybe their lifestyle there and then start loving them mm. compassionately and helping them and trying to understand. And I've been fighting this since 2008, and I'm still on a big learning curve. Well, you're doing a great job. You and your staff are. I want to, would you stick around? Of course. We're going to take a quick break. And yeah. I want to ask you about the movie Sound of Freedom and what your opinion is. That sounds great. All right. All right. That's Paul Yates, executive director of I've Got a Name. Go to the website, I've Got a Name.org, get more information, sign up for the conference, and learn more about sex trafficking right in our backyard. It's 555. We're going to take our final break, and uh, then we'll come back. We'll wrap up the show. You're listening to Lincoln's number one news and talk station, 1400 and 99.3 KLIN. You're listening to The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. At 5.57, it's 80 degrees outside. I'm Doug Fitzgerald filling in for Dan. Um, this next couple of weeks, he's over across the pond, I guess is what they say. Um, so he's traveling, and uh, he'll be back uh, in... Two weeks, about two weeks, hopefully two weeks, unless he gets tied up with some kind of airline mishap. So. But in the meantime, you are here to have a fantastic time with Doug <laughs> Fitzgerald. Right. You did get it in. <laughs> hey, we're talking with Paul Yates, executive director of I've Got a Name, and we're talking about sex trafficking. You've got a conference coming up on August 5th. We want you, uh, everybody to go to I've Got a Name.org to get information about that and sign up. What about this movie, Sound of Freedom? I know we just have a minute or so here left. Mm -hmm. What is your opinion of that, and how has it helped in the process of getting awareness out? I will give the movie be an A-plus for awareness that this is happening in our world, no, most definitely. I've received a lot of calls and a lot of emails, what do you think of this movie, right. and so on and so forth. It's a great movie, because it's waking up people. The only challenge I have, again, is it's in a third world country. Right. It's not here. You know, and so people do. They walk out of the theater. I've had a lot of people say they just don't know what to do. They just kind of look around. So we actually have a display at one of the theaters in town, and it, it's giving them that option. Find out about what's going on here. Come to our conference, all those things. So it's really a good movie for awareness, and this is real. And these aren't statistics. These are human beings. These are children, you know, and we find that going on here. And, you know, you, you quoted at least 200 girls being
being sold every month from that Creighton University report here in Lincoln. Those are always underestimated. And most of our sure. uh, victims are not even online being sold. Right. You know? So great for that movie to wake up people you know, and start having dialogue and talking about it. And it's still it's still it's still playing here in yep. Lincoln. So um, I, I would encourage you to go to it. But a lot of people saying, "Hey, on social media, what can I do? I'm so worked up over this." Well, here's a great opportunity. Go okay. to I've got a name org. Paul, thanks so much for jo- uh, stopping by today. We appreciate it. Always a pleasure. <laughs> Always a pleasure. Thank All you right. so much. All right, and we want to thank Johnny Cadillac as well for executive producing the show today. We appreciate that. Uh, if you want to listen to the podcast of this show, go to klin.com. You've been listening to fourteen hundred and ninety nine three. We'll see you back here tomorrow afternoon.